Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Drive Podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 535, Ask Big. Now, this past week, as I was just doing some kind of study and research uh, over the internet, I came across the, an article from Inc.com that I thought, gosh, this would make a good thought to share this week. Typically, when I find something, one of the reasons I share it is because I like it <laughs> and I needed to hear it. And it's a good reminder to me. And so in a lot of ways, I just try to pass that on to you as my listeners. The title that caught my attention in this article was this. See if it works for you. Nearly 30 years ago, Steve Jobs said, there's one simple habit that separates the doers from the dreamers. That's kind of a catchy little title, isn't it, right? Aren't you at the very least bit interested in what that one simple habit is that separates the doers from the dreamers? I couldn't help after reading that, but click on the link to find out what this one simple habit is that separates the doers from the dreamers because I want to be a doer. Yeah, I like having dreams, but I want these dreams to become a reality. So I wanted to find out what that was. And I was surprised to learn what this habit was that Steve Jobs mentioned. But then the more I thought about it, the more sense it made. Okay, so I will now tell you what it is. I'm sure you're like, okay, what is it? Just tell me. Well, in an interview he gave in 1994, he said this. Most people never pick up the phone and call. Most people never ask. And that's what separates the people who do things from the people who just dream about them. Interesting concept, isn't it? Just again, he said it was a very simple habit. And it certainly is, but one that certainly caught my attention. In the interview, he explained that at the age of 12, and this is kind of where this thinking came from, he said he mustered up the courage, again at the age of 12, to call up none other than Bill Hewlett the co-founder of Hewlett-Packard. <laughs> the ask from him as a 12-year-old boy on the other phone was, um, I want to build a frequency counter and I was wondering if you have any spare parts that I could have. <laughs> Absolutely amused at the boldness of the boy on the other end of the line, Hewlett laughed and gave Jobs the spare parts as well as a summer job at HP. Boy, what a blessing that was for that individual and for all of us who now carry a part of Steve Jobs' legacy around with us almost every day. Jobs said in the interview that he was in heaven at the result of that ask being met and exceeded even. The article reports that this single phone call impacted Jobs' life, obviously, and taught him one of the greatest lessons of his brilliant career. Be willing to ask for something you want. The author of the article continued that in so many businesses today, fear keeps people from being open to asking for what they want and seeking help from their bosses, their peers, and their colleagues. According to research published in Harvard Business Review, 79 to 90% of all help people at work give to one another starts with making an ask. Now, that's an interesting statistic. Now, obviously, this article was written from the perspective of achieving success in business. 
but I believe this is a true principle in so many areas of life. I've referenced many times the importance of not being afraid to ask for help from others and making sure that we create safe environments for others to feel comfortable asking us for help. Because it's through things like this that we form connections to others. You remember the analogy of the redwoods, right? If you don't, go back and look up one of my episodes titled Redwoods and Wolves and you will learn very quickly the significance of the redwoods and a lesson that is taught there about connection. We need connection. We cannot grow, accomplish, or achieve all that we are capable of in a vacuum and by ourselves. In fact, that's not God's plan at all. We are all better together and will be better together and will always be able to accomplish more together than we ever would be able to apart. Throughout my profession, especially as of late, I am learning this concept more and more. As I've seen that those that are most successful are successful by and large part because they are connected. And the more connected they are, the more resources are available for them to fulfill what they need and what they end up asking for. And this is a principle not just related to business development and success, but for life development and success in our life. Ask and ye shall receive, after all, is one of the most repeated scriptures in all of scripture. Clearly, God wants us to ask Him for what we want, to ask Him for His help, to ask Him for His blessings, to ask Him for His favor, and to ask Him for His grace, and, if necessary, to ask Him for His forgiveness. Maybe He is reminding us also in the process that we shouldn't be afraid to ask things of others as well. Joel Osteen shares a great thought about what we ask from God and how to ask for it. He said, I want to talk to you today about asking big. When God laid out the plan for your life, he didn't just put what you need to get by to survive or to endure. He put more than enough. He's a God of abundance. And we see this all through the scriptures. When Jesus multiplied the little boy's lunch, five loaves of bread and two fish, after thousands of people ate, there were 12 baskets full left over. And what's interesting is they had counted the people beforehand. Jesus knew how many were in the crowd that day. If he wanted to be exact, he could have made it where there would have been no leftovers. On purpose, he made more than enough. That's the God we serve. He said, David said, my cup runs over. He had an abundance more than he needed. And yes, we should thank God that our needs are supplied. We should be grateful that we have enough, but don't settle there. That's not your destiny. He is a more than enough God. He wants you to have an abundance so you can be a blessing to those around you. And this is where the Israelites missed it. He said they had been in slavery for so many years that they became conditioned to not having enough, to barely getting by. And when Pharaoh got upset with Moses, he told his foreman to have the Israelites make the same amount of bricks without the hay and straw being provided for them. Now, most likely, the Israelites at that point prayed, God, please help us to make our quotas. God, please help us to find these supplies that we need. They prayed from a slave mentality, from a limited mindset. Instead of asking to be freed from their oppressors, they were asking to become better slaves. Instead of praying for what God promised them, the land flowing with milk and honey, they prayed that God would help them function better in their dysfunction. Joel then posed this question. Are you asking today to become a better slave? Or are you asking for the abundant, overflowing, more than enough life 
that God has for you. Don't pray to just get by, to just endure. Dare to ask big. Ask for what God has promised you. The medical report may not look good. That's okay. There's another report. God, you said you would restore health back to me. You said the number of my days you will fulfill. Maybe you've gone through a disappointment, a bad break. Don't pray, God, help me deal with this loneliness. God, help me to put up with this depression. That's a slave mentality. Turn it around. God, you said you would give me beauty for these ashes, joy for this morning, that you would pay me back double for this unfair situation. Or your dream may look impossible. You don't see how it could possibly work out. God, you said your blessings would chase me down, that I am surrounded by favor, that goodness and mercy are following me, that you would give me the desires of my heart. Take the limits off of God and ask big, not from a slave mentality, not a limited mindset. Don't ask God to help you function better in your dysfunction. Ask Him for your dreams. Ask Him for new levels. Ask Him for explosive blessings. Ask Him to propel you into your purpose. I just love this reminder, especially when it comes to how willing God is to give us and how much He is willing to give us if we just ask from Him and do the things that He asks of us. I remember having a conversation with a former work colleague about what I could do to bring about the things that I desired in my life. His advice to me was similar, but in addition to asking big, he said that he believed it was important to get specific with God in my ask. He shared with me that he doesn't feel that we are specific enough with him in what it is that we truly want. That we're really good at asking for generalities. God, help me to have a good day. Help my kids to be safe. Help me to have success at work or in whatever I'm trying to do. I think those kinds of things may resonate with you like they did with me because those are typically the type of asks that usually are made up of my prayers. But the more I started to think about this, I began to realize that these generalities were actually coming from a lack of faith more than they were from faith. They felt rather safe to ask because, well, they're a lot easier to ask than to take the time to put out there those things that were more specific that might risk real disappointment if they didn't come true or didn't happen. But instead of praying to help me to have a good day, I thought of all the things I could pray for specifically that could help me to have a good day. Instead of praying for my kids to be safe, to pray specifically for those things that I want them to be safe from. Instead of asking for me to do well at my job or presentation, to ask specifically for ways that I would like his help. Maybe to think clearly in my presentation, to be able to share those things that will be the most meaningful and impactful, to guide my thoughts and my mouth, to know what to say, to help me to be able to present with energy, to help the audience's hearts, to be open to my message, that the technology behind the delivering of my message will work. <laughs> Can you see and maybe feel the difference? Asking specifically while also asking big takes time and it takes faith. Ask big, yes, but also ask specific. We must remember as well, I believe, to balance what we ask with the way that God knows what's best for us to receive it. As David A. Bednar, leader of my faith, once taught, sometimes we may ask God for success, and he gives us physical and mental stamina. We might plead for prosperity, 
and we receive enlarged perspective and increased patience. Or we petition for growth and are blessed with the gift of grace. He may bestow upon us conviction and confidence as we strive to achieve worthy goals. And when we plead for relief from physical, mental, and spiritual difficulties, he may in fact increase our resolve and resilience. In the previous article, not only was asking discussed, but the concept of reciprocity was introduced as well. A concept that is simple in nature, but also a true principle. The idea behind reciprocity is I help you because you asked and you help someone else. And maybe that person will end up helping me or someone else in the future. Or another way of saying it is basically what we give out will come back to us again. So remember when we do receive, especially after we ask, to make sure we give as well. One of my favorite scriptures that reminds me of this principle simply says, And now, if God who has created you, on whom you are dependent for your lives, and for all that ye have and are, doth grant unto you whatsoever ye ask is right, in faith, believing that ye shall receive, O then how ye ought to impart of the substance that ye have to one another. Ask big, be specific, and then give back to all that ask of you. I know many of you out there are chasing your dreams. I, in fact, had the opportunity to speak recently alongside an amazing individual by the name of Philip Enke, who is currently chasing his own dream. His message is one of resilience, of perseverance, of learning to love yourself and others, and of course, one of faith. He has been through and experienced quite a bit in his life and has had his own fair share of struggles, but he hasn't given up and he hasn't given in and he continues to just simply give back what he has. He is a full-time recording artist and is incredibly talented and has an amazing voice. And I would encourage each of you as my listeners to find him on Instagram and follow him and to find him on Spotify and check out his music. Again, that's Philip Enke. His last name is spelled E-N-K-E-Y. And Philip, if you're listening, as I mentioned, it was an absolute pleasure to work alongside you to, to try to impact kids for good. And your message, combined with your music, I know got through to many of them. And I can't wait to work alongside you again. One of the songs that he sang at our assembly that we both spoke at is one that will leave you feeling better and more hopeful about yourself and your life because... It certainly did for me. It's a song called Can't Break, released in 2021 that I would encourage you to, again, go find on Spotify and give it a listen. We need more people out there sharing messages of hope, especially with our young people, like Philip is. So I thought I would ask of you as my listeners to find him and to follow his music and support him. You'll be glad that you did. And while you're at it, I haven't asked for myself. Every once in a while, I ask you guys to leave me a review if you haven't. Those reviews go a long way to pushing a podcast up the charts and helping a podcast like mine get more exposure. So if you haven't had a chance, I'm going to ask you to do that for me and tell you thank you in advance for doing it. I have loved having you as my listeners reach out to me and ask me for things that I can do for you, whether it's been speaking a devotional for your church or for your youth or even just for your family or simply for a transcript of a particular episode. I hope that you feel comfortable and safe to ask me of anything that I might be able to do for you to help with anything that you might need help with. And if I can, 
I always will. But you know, the best part of all of this is although our asks may not always be able to be met or granted by others, they always can be by God, especially if it's within His will for us to have or to do. As Christ taught us in the book of Matthew, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? This week, try to be a little bit more like Steve Jobs was, and don't be afraid to ask big for what you need. From friends, from family, from neighbors, from bosses, from coworkers, from me, and most of all, from God. Remember, it's asking that is the one simple habit that sets apart the doers from the dreamers. Have a great week, everyone. Until next week, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.